This is Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Episode 14, Choosing and Losing Friends. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. What's up, my friends? I hope you guys know you really are our friends. We are so excited that you're here listening with us again. I hope you had a chance to listen to Erica's last episode on making and keeping friends. I loved it, and I think it's super useful. But today, we are going to be talking about something not quite as lighthearted. We'll be discussing choosing and losing friends, but this is equally as important. The friendship series has been really, really fun to focus on, but I do find relationships to be extremely important and vital in our lives. So this is something that we really wanted to discuss. Friends have a huge influence on how we feel, how we think, and how we behave. Friends were seriously my life when I was a teen. Everything revolved around what my friends were doing and who my friends were. Definitely extremely important for teens. So that's why we're really focusing on this. Totally. And I found a great article in Forbes.com that gives you five scientific reasons why you should choose your friends carefully. Having close friends and good relationships can actually help you live longer. In a recent study done by a university in Australia, they followed 1,500 people for 10 years. Researchers ended up discovering that people with a large network of friends outlived their counterparts by 22%. Isn't that amazing? So these close relationships can ward off depression and boost your immunity. Another study that I found fascinating in this article was how they discovered that people who have cancer may live longer through the benefits of strong friendships and attending support groups. So even though relationships with friends can be stressful and hard at times, the benefits are worth the struggle. Finding the right tribe and connections in your life can be so valuable. So choosing your friends is so important. As teens, you are meeting and surrounded by more people than probably ever in your life. You have so many opportunities, which is amazing. And the most common way to meet friends is just simply by association, by being in the same schools and classes, through hobbies, having similar interests, sports, church groups, clubs. And most teenagers attend school and have multiple classes throughout the day. So they're surrounded by around 20 to 30 people that they have opportunities to become friends with. But I also want you to keep in mind to not rule out friends that are much younger or older than yourself. It's really easy to be friends with people who are your same age, but you're limiting yourself when you're worried about them being in the same grade as you. Absolutely. There's people all around you that you can connect with and will bring so much value to your life if you just open your eyes. For instance, Erica and I... We're four years apart. Four years. And if we had the chance to meet in high school, if we had ruled out being friends with a senior and a freshman, that would be really sad if we would have missed out on that opportunity. We didn't have that chance. 
there are personalities that are going to mesh so well with you and age just really isn't the biggest factor. It's really not. As you grow older, it has really no effect at all. True. If you listened to our last episode about making and keeping friends, we talked quite a bit about having friends who have different standards or different beliefs. Having those friends is so valuable because we do have so much to learn from other people. But it is important to look for friends who have similar standards. They help you grow and want to be a better person. And it's great to have a friend who builds you up and wants you to do the same. If you're the only one trying to uphold a standard, it can definitely feel heavy to try to carry that on your own. It is great to find strong-willed friends that can help us increase our self-control. If you get a chance, you should listen to episode 6 about thresholds. It's all about making the right choices no matter how many other people are making the wrong choice. And having another friend that has that threshold of zero is going to allow you to be able to make good decisions together. It is so nice to have a friend that will make a stand for doing the right thing. And be that friend who is the first one to say, I don't like what's going on here. Let's get out of this party. Let's go do something else. Or, hey, let's stop gossiping. Let's move on to another subject. It's so nice to have friends that are strong-willed and that are brave enough to do that. And it's important to be that friend yourself. So you're going to have a lot of people that become your friends. Honestly, it's just going to happen very naturally, which is so great. But you don't have to just wait for friends to happen to you. You can be proactive about it. Mm -hmm. So you definitely can be intentional about choosing and looking for friends. You don't have to just wait until they're in the same group or in the same situation as you. When you're proactive, you definitely can choose to surround yourself with others who have high goals and expectations of themselves. If you see a group of friends that you want to be more like and that you know are great people... Seek them out. Work on spending time with them. You can definitely be proactive about it. It's always great to find people who motivate each other and then also find real joy in each other's achievements. Seeking out those type of friends is super important. I found it really key in my life in high school to have lots of different groups of friends. So I was involved with tons of different groups in high school. I was a cheerleader and in student council and peer tutoring and then a variety of different sports. So that created a lot of different natural friendships and groups of people that I could associate with. So if I got overlooked by one of my group of friends and they just didn't invite me, it wasn't as dramatic for me because I knew I could just check in with my other group. So I found it very valuable to have lots of different groups of friends. So that way when I felt lonely, it didn't last for long because I had a lot of other options of people to reach out to. This is one of those things where I think of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You know, don't invest all of your energy into one friend or one group of friends or one boyfriend or girlfriend. Diversify your time so that you have a lot of time invested in lots of different places. And that way, if something falls apart or if there's drama going on, you have options to go elsewhere. It honestly is very fulfilling to have so many people around you that love you. Well, absolutely. What about balancing dating or having a new boyfriend or girlfriend? I just definitely think that can take the wind out of your sails with some friends sometimes. That can become a sticky situation. And I think we've all seen it where one of our friends starts dating someone seriously and they just drop off the face of the earth. And what worries me about this is often that relationship ends that you funneled all your energy and time into and your friends kept moving on and they kept growing their friendships and groups 
And if that relationship ends, it can cause you to feel extreme loneliness because you don't feel like you can reach out to your friends because you haven't been involved in their lives. So you definitely need to choose to stay involved, even when you want to spend a lot of time with that new boyfriend or girlfriend. It's just really important to be balanced and keep your friends in your lives. It's nice to have different perspectives and options. It's just really important to keep that balance in your life. Yeah, and definitely be careful. If you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that is trying to resist you choosing to stay involved with your friends, just know that that's not a healthy relationship. A good boyfriend or girlfriend would want you to have great friendships outside of your relationship. This is true in dating and in marriage, honestly. So when you're looking for somebody who you want to be with, make sure that they want you to have other great and healthy relationships too. It helps you to become a better person all around to be involved with so many different people. And somebody who cares about you truly would really want that for you. Choose and be conscientious about your time that you're spending with one person. So what if you can't seem to find friends? It looks like everyone around you has these connections and you're feeling super lonely and you cannot find that group of friends you desire. If you listen to our last episode, it's about making and keeping friends. And it has so many great ideas of how to put yourself out there and how to meet people. What is really important is to put yourself in situations where you are going to meet friends. So even when you don't feel like it, you need to go to activities, go to parties, go to dances or go to church activities. Be in those places where you're going to be able to meet people. When you meet them, you need to make sure you take the time to have a meaningful conversation with them and make that connection and then continue the relationship, follow up with them and try to make plans in the future. There's lots of great techniques of how you can find friends, but you have to put yourself in those situations. And it's definitely okay to be vulnerable and open with an acquaintance and tell them that you are looking for friends. You can just say, hey, I am so needing some new friends. I would love to hang out with you or I would love to hang out with some of your friends. And I know that can sound really dorky, but think about it in the other way. If someone came up to you and said, hey, you're super cool. I like being around you. I like your personality. I'm wondering if we can hang out more. Would you think that was annoying or obnoxious? No, I would be so flattered. Absolutely. And you would want to start including them in things you're planning with your friends. Yeah, I think you want to be careful and not being too much too soon. There are definitely social cues that go into this. So if you seem too desperate, they just might be suspicious of your intentions. Introduce yourself, get to know them, but just know that sometimes you're going to have to go a little bit slow eventually those relationships are going to grow. So do you think it's better to have a best friend or a big group? I honestly don't know if I could pick one. As we were studying about this, I found this really cool quote on Instagram. I want to read it to you guys because I thought it was really helpful. While some girls can't imagine being without a best friend, others feel happier with a white circle of friends and like them all equally. The great thing about a best friend is that she knows you so well and completely and gets your sense of humor. But life can be a little lonely if she's away or can't see you for some reason. When you have several friends or a big gang, chances are there is always someone to hang out with. Plus, you're not relying on one person so much. Even if you hang out with lots of different people, there's probably an inner circle you're closest to. Remember that friendships are always slightly changing and it's normal to feel closer to one friend at some times and someone else at others. So, do best friends rule, or should we hang out with a group? It is up to you to decide. All that matters is that you feel comfortable and do what feels right for you. 
So really, there is no right answer to that question, right? Yeah, I like that that really points out that it's up to you. But I definitely think it's always important to have lots of friends. They may not necessarily all be friends with each other. So that group scenario might not always happen. But having lots of friends, you might have lots of best friends To me, in my mind, a best friend is somebody who you just jive with. And it's not hard to think of conversation. It's not hard to be with them. And it's not a struggle. I have a lot of those. And those people I might not spend all of my time with. But when I do, I love it. So I like to have lots of best friends. And then I also think that being a part of a group of people who get along well with each other is super great. I think that both are really good, and I think that you should develop all of those at the same time if you possibly can. It just depends on what's going on in your life, and I think you just need to be open to developing both best friends and big groups of friends. I totally agree, and one thing I don't want you to overlook is choosing to be friends with your family. It is so important to invest your time in those relationships with your siblings and your parents because these are the people that are going to be there for you throughout your life. And if we just spend extra time investing in those relationships and growing them, it will be worth it. Yeah. The great thing about having your family as friends is that they really are always there for you so that when things maybe don't go as well, you have your great friendship with your family to lean back on and can turn to them when things are not going great with some of the other friends in your life. There are many reasons that you might end up losing a friend. What if a friendship fades away? Or what if your friends are just not healthy to have in your life anymore? We are just two human beings trying to use our life experiences and our thoughts and our best judgment to try to give you advice of what you should do in a situation. And every situation is so individual. But what we really, really want is to give you the answer that is most aligned with what our Savior, Jesus Christ, would do. And I don't honestly know that answer perfectly, but I feel like the best advice I can give you personally in order to find that out is that you need to pray about it Mm -hmm. and ponder it and try to go about it with love because the other person in the relationship is a child of God too. And they are trying to be their best self and you're trying to be your best self. And you will be blessed if you try to align your decisions with what you're going to do with what Heavenly Father would have you do. And the best thing that has helped me in these hard situations with difficult relationships is when I can think to myself that this person is doing the best with what they know from their experiences. So they might not be treating you the way that you would want to be treated, but they're doing what makes sense in their head. And so we don't want to judge them. But at the same time, I want you to be in a safe and healthy relationship. And if you know that it's consistently unhealthy for you, just pray about it and just say, what can I do? Is there something I can say to them that can ease this situation? Or do I need to just take a step for myself and breathe and recoup and figure out how I can handle this situation the most loving way I can. You definitely want to save any friendship that you can. Talking with each other and trying to work out problems, that is way before trying to distance yourself from somebody who you're not getting along with. Tell somebody that your feelings are being hurt. 
maybe you need to make a better effort to be a kinder friend. You have experiences that you shared together and those memories are very valuable. But if a relationship is just truly not healthy and you're choosing not to be close to each other, you can still share a mutual love for each other. And if it's really not healthy anymore, you may find that you do need to intentionally disconnect. Yeah, maybe they're making choices that are leading them down a path that you need to distance yourself from because that's not something that you're okay with. I mean, there's so many scenarios we could go over in here of why you might need to distance yourself. What do you think you should do to help distance yourself in a loving way, though? Yeah, I mean, you could naturally just let it fizzle out because you became really passionate about something else. You got involved in another hobby or sport. You don't have as much time. Just get busy with things that make you happy, and I think it might naturally happen that you'll just slowly distance yourself. Yeah, you don't always have to be available for the other person. And if they ask why you're distancing yourself, you should definitely be honest. I think that honesty is always the best method. And you can say, I'm focusing on myself, or I'm working on this, or you can have that conversation that the relationship is just not the way that you're wanting it to be, and that you're working on being a better friend for them, and that spending time together is not helping your friendship grow, it's hurting your friendship. And you need to make sure that you have enough love and respect for yourself so you don't keep putting yourself in these difficult, hard situations. And I want you to know that if something is really dramatic and hard and you don't know what to do, please get someone else involved. There are people that love you. Talk to your parents, a teacher at school, a counselor. If you know that you are in over your head and you just don't know what to do next, be sure to reach out. You are not alone. There are people that can help you through this. Sometimes friendships change, not because of our relationship, but because we are physically not able to be together anymore. Say that you move away or a friend moves away, or maybe you're going to college and your friend is staying at home. It is hard to not be with your friends all the time, but we do live in a day and age when connecting with friends across the world is so easy. You have FaceTime, you have social media, you have texting and phone calls that you can make when you are missing each other. But it is going to change your relationship and things will not necessarily be the same. You do have to be able to be sad about it. Allow yourself to have time to grieve. It's okay to have those sad feelings. You need to feel and deal with them properly. You can be grateful that it happened and be grateful for the experiences you have and love your memories that you have together. But just like when a friendship ends or drifts away, you need to move on and focus your energy on building relationships with people who are in your life consistently so that you can create happiness around you. I know one thing that's been really hard for me is watching friendships just naturally fizzle out even when they don't move, even when they're right in front of you. And I personally value connections so deeply. So this is something that has been really hard for me to realize that a connection that was once so strong just isn't really there anymore. Or even seeing that certain friends in a group have stayed close and somehow you were the one that lost touch and isn't really included anymore. That always seems to kind of sting for me a little bit. But something that I've come to realize is that it is natural for friendships to ebb and flow. Maybe that friendship was wonderful and just what you needed at that time in your life. Losing that close connection doesn't have to mean that you don't have love and admiration for each other. It can just be that it was for that time and that season of your life. Not every friendship can last forever. In fact, most friendships will at some point end for a variety of reasons. 
It has really served me to focus on appreciating that past friend for what they have taught me and for what that relationship added to my life. I can take what I learned and put that energy into new relationships that are in front of me right now. That's so powerful and you get to choose how you feel about the relationship. Even when it ends because of negativity, you can choose to remember the positive things and the positive memories. You can choose to love the connection you had instead of feeling frustration and feelings of negativity about that person. I love that, Erica. It's so true. I think it's insanely important for our mental health to have connection with other human beings. You get to choose who it will be and how you want to spend your time. Try to avoid the friendships that are really focused on comparing and competing. And look for people who want to build you up and motivate you and people that really make you genuinely happy. And make sure that you are focused on being that kind of friend for someone else as well. For if we want quality friends, we need to be quality friends ourselves. When you find and choose friends that build you up and make you want to be a better person... You will find that together you are growing and you'll have added support on your journey to become. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.